he feels that way this morning lord we're here because we long to worship you we got a few written requests this morning uh, we want to continue to remember sister veronica this morning and god will continue to strengthen and touch her our brother ron and sister carol i think this morning is not feeling well got a touch of bronchitis so we want to continue to remember her in our prayers and also sister melissa we will keep her on our prayer list and I'm sure there's other needs this morning. If you'll just make those known by an uplifted hand, God sees our needs this morning. You know, we're living in a, a wicked world today. I saw a headline yesterday. It, must, it popped up on my phone or something. that said, 
uh, 40 million people have stopped attending church in the last 20 years. And I said, well, I can just look around me and I see that. There's, there's going to be more that stop attending church. And I said, no wonder there's so much hypocrisy and things out there. People want to see something real this morning. Aren't you thankful where you're in a place this morning where you can see God and see him in spirit and in truth? Yeah. Amen. Brother John, we come. to be in church this morning, ain't it? Amen. How many is ready for service this morning? Amen. Let's just go to him in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, it's an honor this morning. Lord, it's a privilege, Lord. The world falling apart and we have a rock to go to, Lord. We have a Savior to come to. We have a Lord to come to. Lord, we have your precious Son to lean upon, Lord, and Lord, ask for things that we have need of, Lord, and he answers. Ask for healing, and he gives us healing, Lord. Lord, he always moves. You always move in our lives right on time. Lord, we have these needs, Lord, we've placed before you this morning, Lord. Sicknesses throughout the body, Lord. Sicknesses across the land, Lord. And the enemy comes in and tries to keep us away from church by giving us sicknesses. But, Lord, you're the healer, Lord. Lord, this morning, Lord, we ask your precious Holy Spirit, Lord, to go visit each and every one of them, especially this morning, Lord. Touch them in a mighty way, Lord. Drive back any feelings, Lord, any symptoms, Lord, any sickness, Lord. Lord, they could be healed in your precious name. Lord, those that have needs, Lord, those that need salvation, those that need wisdom, those that need encouragement and peace, visit them in the same form this morning, Lord, and Lord, anoint their hearts, anoint their minds, Lord. Let them raise their hands in victory, Lord. That, Lord, you've once again have fought the battle. And you've overcome for us, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be in this service this morning, Lord. Touch Brother Mark and the musicians and the singers, Lord. Touch us as a congregation, Lord, that we're able to lift our voice to you, Lord, to sing with joy and sing with peace. Touch our pastor this morning, Lord, and Lord, anoint him in a special way, Lord. Lord, we come to hear from you this morning, Lord. Speak to us this morning, Lord. We ask you in your lovely name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Take your seats just for a moment this morning.
you ready to enter into church now? Amen. You ready to worship with songs, with your hands? You ready to pull on the lift of God? You ought to move for us. Amen. Are you ready to worship the Lord this morning? Do you long to worship Him? Amen. You sung that you did, so help me this morning if you will. Oh, trouble sometimes are here, filling men hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, now is a stay. Humbling your hearts to God, saves from the the way pilgrims trod, Christians away. Oh, my Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon, many will meet their new trumpets will sound. Oh, and all of the dead shall rise, righteous feet in the skies, knowing we're no will soon be yours, happy forevermore. When we meet on that shore, free from all care, rising up in the sky, telling this world goodbye, onward we then shall fly. How many know Jesus is coming soon? Morning or night or day, amen. And every time I think about you, every time I read about you, and every time I hear your name, I start to smile. And every time the sun starts shining and every time the wind starts blowing and every time I feel your anointing I start to smile so let me take the time to say
Why you're here this morning because you're in love with Jesus. And I'm so thankful that He's in love with me. Amen. Be glad. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship with one accord, every prayer. 
is to our God this morning. Every word of worship belongs to Him this morning. Amen. It's not no man, but it's God that we're serving and we're worshiping this morning. Amen. Let's sing this. Oh, I know the Lord will make a way. Oh, yes, he will. How many knows the Lord will make a way? Oh, and I know the Lord will make a way. make a way for me and for you, and he will see us through. Amen. We'll let you have your seats. We had a request to sing this song this morning, so Sister Carrie will 
come and help. We're missing Brother Matt this morning, but we're going we're gonna to try to do it anyhow this morning. We know God is on the throne and he still reigns forevermore. God is on the I worry and why should I fear and why should I run when Jesus is here I'm safe in his arms safe in his heart and nothing can take me away from his love so why should I worry and why should I fear and why should I run when Jesus is here I am safe in his arms safe Help us see it now.
Somebody say that. Hallelujah one more time. God is on the throne. He reigns forevermore. And hallelujah, he reigns and he saves this morning. We have our ushers to come at this time and receive the morning offering. You just give it to the Lord. I know he'll bless your efforts today. Let's just sing this. This song really on my heart this morning. Uh, it's just a chorus. And a lot of times we, uh, we get down. And, Am I ever going to make it? Yes, you are. You're going to make it. You know why? Because God said you would. That there's going to be a bride regardless of what happens around us this morning. Let's sing this. I'm going to make it. He's already said I would. And I'll keep Keep on trying. 
this morning. I'm going to make it. God already said I would. Today is a, a special day. Brother Jonathan Jones is celebrating his birthday. I know he's at least 30, somewhere in that range. He said that's good. So we want to wish Brother Jonathan a happy birthday this morning. Let's <laughs> and also uh, Daniel Makata. Where are you, Daniel? Right there is having a birthday tomorrow. So let's give him a big hand for his birthday. A lot of birthdays, but I like my birthdays, don't you? Sister Carol's not up to taking you out, so Sister Laura, you got your hands full today. Take care of Dad. Make sure he gets a, a good dinner today. Amen. And guess what? We... Uh, let it sneak up on us, but next weekend starts our anniversary meetings, and Brother Tim Pruitt will be here, so we're looking so forward. I'm sure our pastor will send a blast out to let you know the starting times, I believe, Saturday night, uh, probably 6 and, and Sunday morning, so two weeks. It's not next com- next weekend? You'll be here one day, I promise you. Can't escape, it's coming. Two weeks. All right. I didn't want to come to church by myself anyway. Glad you all helped me with that. I appreciate it. Let's stand together this morning as we invite our pastor to deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart for us. And, uh, I'm just so thankful that I'm in a place this morning that God is in control. And, and that there's order this morning that has been set, and I thank him for, for it. I thank him for our musicians this morning. They, they do just such an outstanding, outstanding job. I appreciate our musicians. I think we have the best in the country. But I'm partial. Yes, I am. But I also know music, and I hear it, and I know when it's good and when it's not good. And I, I appreciate them this morning so much. And I'm thankful that we're able to have ears this morning to hear what God's saying to us. You know, we could be blind, but God has given us eyes that we can see, too. And we ought to be so thankful this morning that we can see the truth for this hour. Amen. And he's awesome. Let's sing it this morning, kid. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in
Worship Jesus Christ in spirit and in truth. We are indeed a blessed people of the Lord to recognize our day and its message. As you understand that the first coming of Christ has already been expired. Many churches are still preaching, looking for a forerunner. Don't realize they've missed what God has done in this age. Christ already came, but there's to be a second coming of Christ, and that with a rapture message. That, that is our message. John came and foran the first coming and finished, introduced the Messiah. He came, but you remember he comes three times. He comes to redeem us, he comes for us, and he comes with us. So we're living in a time where we're not like the religious church system. We're not your traditional church. We, we, we are a people who has been introduced to Christ, who has been lifted out of history. And I'm speaking to the redeemed, those that has representation. And friends, I say this, if you're ever a part of God, you always was. We, we, we have, a, we have a, a rapture message that God has given us. We're not preaching the first coming. Christ already did the work when He was here. That, that has already been fulfilled. But you understand, we are different than the world system. We are the bride of Christ. Fully redeemed, going back to Eden by the grace of God. God bless you. We love you. Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If the brethren will come, this is a tithe. The first fruit you give to the Lord, and He will bless you. I am redeemed. Sing it with me, Lord. Oh, I am redeemed. I am born with the bride. Can I get a show of hands? On Jesus, He has changed, changed my, my whole life. If anybody asks, if anybody asks you just who I am, just who I am, you can tell them, oh, you can tell them, I am. One more time, Jamie.
precious blood of a lamb this morning. Certainly appreciate our musicians. Happy to be back in the house of the Lord to worship Jesus Christ with you. Bring your greetings from the saints down Columbia, South Carolina, of which we had a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord, enjoying the Lord Jesus Christ, and so blessed of him. And uh, they've all sent their love and their greetings, all the pastors, ministers, evangelists, and to greet you, the Church of God, here. And we thank God for those that went with us, all our young people. And I want to say again how proud I was with our youths. They stood out, nice, clean, holy-looking group of young people just stood out in the crowd, praise the Lord, just singing for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank God you went with me. Thank you for going and supporting me there uh, in the meeting. It's a little different out in the evangelistic field and, and it is at home, but the fire of God is still here. Do you believe it? How many believe the pillar of fire is here? It hasn't left us. You don't have to go to a certain place to witness the pillar of fire. He's with us. You believe that? The Holy Spirit is with the church, so we thank God uh, for being home with you. I'm still a tad hoarse this morning, so bear with me. I'm going to try to speak to you. I've been announcing to you for the last month that I will speak on the creation message. So by God's grace, I'm going to attempt to speak to you on this, um, uh, this uh, subject this morning on creation restored. And uh, if, if my throat gets a little too tight, I may have to grab the uh, hand, hand held. So you just bear with me. Do you love them this morning? Are you ready for the word? How many of you passed a lot of church on the way to church this morning? Do you know what they're preaching in those places? The first coming of Christ. Not the second coming. Many, many churches don't even believe in the second coming of Christ. The Catholic church certainly don't. They're still preaching, they're still preaching the Jesus of old. But you understand that he said, I will come again. And he's emorphing now and change his mass from what he was to end his church now. He keep telling the disciples through the four gospels, I'll go away. I'll go away, but I'll come again. But they couldn't grasp it. He keeps telling them that when he comes back, it'll be in a different form. Not in the old form uh, that he was transmitted in in flesh, but in a different form. And that is in this church. How many believe Christ is in the bride? Christ is in us. He's not in the church. He's in the bride of Christ. So we're not, looking for, we're not looking for the Jesus that walked on the earth while he was here with sandals on his feet and a robe across his shoulders. We are looking for Christ in spirit form in this age. You'll never see that Christ again when he comes again. He will not be coming with nail scar hands. That's to the Jews. When he comes, we will see him in the air and we will go to meet the Lord in the air. He's not coming back in the church like he was in the physical body. He comes 
in that glorified form so that we will be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. The entire concept of God is that man will become one with him. You believe it. Let's read a couple of places and I've got a lengthy portion of scripture and I'll just take my time with this. If I don't finish, uh, I'll not uh, tire you out. We'll pick it up uh, another time. But in the book of uh, first, uh, Second Peter, if you'll go there with me. Very familiar scripture to us. Second Peter chapter 3. And I like to begin reading at verse 5 and 7. You know that we have rapturing revelation, don't you? And rapturing faith comes through hearing of the Word of God. And you do understand it's just as equally important for you to listen as much of this message is brought to us by Elias as it is to hear your pastor or the evangelist or whomever it is that's in the church. It's just as important. You can't just say, well, you know, I, I go to a tape church or I'll go to a live ministry church. One cannot operate without the other. You've got to have the live preaching of the Word of God. It comes together. This is what the fivefold ministry does is brings us into the image of Jesus Christ. You believe that? You, you, you have to hear the tapes. You've got to listen to the message of the prophet. But with that, you go to church. And you hear your preacher preach this word. And I believe it's important in this age for us to recognize that. All right. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 5. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Now what... what, what uh, Peter is referring to now is in the time of the antediluvian destructions. Remember, there's, there's tr three worlds. The world that was in the water, the world that exists now, and then there is a world that is to come. Worlds without end. There's three worlds. So he's speaking now about the uh, earth standing out of the water and in the water. God covered the entire earth by water at one time after uh, judgment came upon it. So he's speaking now about the antediluvian destruction, that world itself that was drowned in the time of Noah. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So he's now forecasting the earth that we're in now, that this earth will be purified by fire and be made ready for the new world to come. And now I want you to go down to verses 10, if you would. Drop down to verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Now I want you to notice this is the time of the great renovation of the earth. For the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, the rapture 
which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise. Now, this is actually the fulfillment of the final vision of Elijah the prophet. Remember, the, the, the sixth vision was America. He saw America, and they were controlled by the, by the, by the, by the, the uh, Catholicism, the, the woman power. And many even uh, misunderstood that to be a woman will be president. But it, it, he made it clear in the church age that it was the spirit of Catholicism. It could very well be that. But what he was driving at was the spirit of Catholicism within the churches. That will control the systems of organization and religion. But then lastly, then he heard a noise in the explosion and he saw all of America, the entire world goes up into a flames of fire. And then there were debris and such like that broke out of this. This is actually the vision here that Peter is speaking of. He said, a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. Seeing then that all these things shall be uh, dissolved, what manner of people ought he to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and hasten unto the coming of the Lord, the day of God rather, wherein the heavens being on fire shall dissolve and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. And nevertheless, we according to his promise, look for, watch this, look for new heavens and you earth, wherein dwelleth the righteousness of God. And I've got a few more scripture, but I'll read them while you're seated. If you've got a need this morning, would you lift your hands up to God? Whatever it might be, sickness, maybe you need God to just touch your body in some way. He's able to do that. God, Heavenly Father, as I come before you this morning, Lord, and I just ask, Father, that you will, first of all, you see the hands that were lifted of the saints of God, and many are needy, many are sick, Lord, it needs a touch from you, as these bodies are being uh, just falling apart, but we know, God, that you're the great restorer of all things, we just ask that you'll restore health and healing uh, to your people, mentally, spiritually, financially, in every aspect, I pray, God, as I venture into this subject matter this morning, that you will captivate my mind, speak through me, and hear through your people, and live through us all, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the church says, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. If you'll have your Bible handy now, and I'd like to go into the book of Revelation, chapter 21. Book of Revelation, chapter 21. It's good to see all of you in the house of the Lord this morning. Revelation, chapter 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth was passed away, and there was no more sea and I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes." There shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. For he said unto me, 
it is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is a thirst uh, of the fountain of the water of life freely. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be with be uh, his God and he shall be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and homemongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burn with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And now let me turn your attention to Isaiah. I don't want to make sure I, I lay the foundation sure for the message. Isaiah chapter 65. All speaks now of the new creation that God is preparing for us. He said, Behold, I make a new heaven and a new earth. And I'll break into it uh, momentarily. For behold... I create new heavens and new earths, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. This is Isaiah 65 and 17. Be ye glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and our people a joy. And I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people and the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice of crying. There shall be no more hence an infant of days, nor an old man that had not filled his days. For the child shall die a hundred years old, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. And they shall build houses, inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them, and they shall not build and another inhabit, they shall not plant and another eat, for as the days of the tree are the days of many people, and mine elect shall long enjoyed enjoy the work of their hand, and they shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth uh, for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, saith the Lord. The passage is very true this morning. And I want to speak to you today on uh, creation uh, restored. Now we understand that it was God's uh, purpose and ambition to be a creator of all things. He created the heavens. He created the earth. He created the trees. He created the lakes. He created the mountains. He created the valleys. He created the animal life from the lowest species up to the upright species. He created the sea and every fish and creation that is in it. He created the botany life. And then after all creation, then God then uh, in himself, uh, he being God, knew that there was a final creation and that was man. 
And the Bible will tell us in Genesis 1 that God took from the dust of the earth and he created man. But you understand of all creation before creation even came into manifestation that there, were, uh, there was a world before this world that we came into. There was another world unseen to the eyes. A world that dwelt in the unseen dimension. A world that we cannot see with our eyes. A world that is invisible. A world that there were angels, archangels, cherubims, seraphims, almighty God, and even the devil himself. Now we understand that before we came here, that we were somewhere else. We're not just here by a mishap, but we were somewhere else. And for me to speak to you on this creation restore this morning, I want to assume that I'm speaking to those that was in this dimension uh, that is uh, with a veil uh, before it. That you were something else. You had a representation. Another being. I believe it was Peter that even speak of the, of the body being uh, three bodies. Trilestral. The glorified body. The body that we're in. And the theophany form that God has placed us in. You see we are, we are trilestral bodies. This body we're in. A change of this body. Then a glorified body that God will bring us back into. But you understand. Before you can understand uh, the creation. And how God is restored it. And is doing so. You have to know that before you. The flesh. This body that you were actually in another world, another realm, another dimension, a celestial paradise of God. And that part of you is called your representation. And you will not understand one iota of this message this morning if you never had a representation. It will just go right over the top of your heads and it'll just be a good message and good information. But if you have representation, you will see that creation is being restored by the power of God because it was God that spoke your representation into existence. And then it began to be transformed and transmitted from the celestial realm down into the lower heavens and the lower earths. And then you will see why then that the heavens will be dissolved and the earths will be dissolved because we are living in the lower level of the heavens. And we understand that Satan controls all the atmosphere and the heavens below the heavens. And this is why it has to be renovated. Now God has never given up on his original creation. The entire Bible or biblical vocabulary makes this statement clear. 
And he speaks of reconcile, redeem, restore, recover, return, renew, regenerate, and resurrect. And if you notice, each of these biblical words begins with the re-preflex, suggesting a return to an original condition of that which was ruined or lost. And I want you to understand that Jesus Christ, in his words to the earth, while he dropped from a spirit body into an earthly body, came with the Rima anointing upon his life. And he knew those that were part of their, his representation is the reason why he came to bring redemption to his fallen thoughts. I believe that it is God's master plan to restore his masterpiece creation. Think about it that God created all things. This is God's creation. The wind we feel, the, the rain we feel, the earth that we live in should not be scorned because now that is polluted by contamination and sin and all these things. Remember, it is God's creation. This is where we will live upon the earth. It's now in a cursed form and evil spirits and agencies of demonic power. But I want you to understand it is God's creation. Everything here is God's creation. Understand now that in the content of our scripture uh, reading, God said, I make a new heaven and a new earth. Stay with me. This was a parallel of a a heavenly pattern of our earthly life. What God was going to do to the heavens and the earth is what God is now saying that I will pattern to the church, the bride, in the last age. What God does, he does in the heavens first before he transmits that into earth. Before the Bible was written, it was written in the earth. Then it was written on skins of animals before it was translated into paper form. But there is a final form of the Word of God, and that is in human skin, badger skin, God revealing Himself. He said, Behold, I make a new heaven and a new earth. So this is the parallel, a heavenly pattern of an earthly home. Now it doesn't mean that the heaven and earth will be gone and completely annihilated. You see, it is only the atmosphere around it, the sin that's upon the earth that will be destroyed. And you will understand that heaven is not out in the future. Your future home is not in the heavenly somewhere. It is right here where we live. Because God's original creation still stands. 
Even though the earth has been battered by sin and wars and, and the flood, the framework of the earth is still in place. I was reading yesterday, Brother Greg, where in the Ukraine war, there's already been a, a 354,000 casualties. You see, the earth is full of bloodshed and sin and corruption and politics. But it's God's creation. Hallelujah. It is what God has created for you and I. Creation now is being restored by God. I read even in the sea that we enjoy and God created. There's over 300 tons of uh, 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 polluted material that is dumped into the ocean floor per year. Does that mean that the sea is not good? Does that mean that the earth is not good? No, the atmosphere has to be purified by the Holy Ghost. And God is getting ready now to uh, purify. I read there in Peter, he said, the elements will burn with fervent heat. This is the time when the bride is taking out in the rapture, in the millennium reign. But we shall come back to a new heaven and a new earth. Are you following me now? So it's only the atmosphere that will be burned. The sin that's upon the earth that will be destroyed. Now we realize that the heavens means the atmosphere above. It means the elements. The sin, the curse, the, the, the heartaches, the bloodshed, all the corruption and contamination that's in the earth. But it doesn't mean the earth is not good. Hallelujah. And I want to say it's the same thing to you and I in our body, our earth, is sickness and disease and confusion and disappointment and disarray. But God, by His power and Holy Spirit, is restoring a creation. You believe it? Now God, uh, God makes it plain to us uh, by His uh, plan of redemption the contamination, germs, sickness sin, deaths politics and evil spirits will be annihilated and friends it doesn't matter what you're going through right now maybe you're in a state of confusion and sickness and in, in, in a state of, 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 of disarray in your mind in your spirit and in your soul but I'm bringing you a message to tell you God has promised that he's working on his creation to restore it none of that matters the framework is there and God is building back his masterpiece church in the last age. You believe it? So God does the earth the same way he does our body. And he does the earth uh, that he's going to use in a plan of redemption the same way. You see, it repented and was baptized in water by Noah. Then Jesus came and sanctified by dripping his blood upon it and claimed it. 
And in the new earth that's to come is to have a holy fire baptism to clean it of every devil, every germ, every sickness, everything that's there. And he said he will make a new heaven and a new earth. You know, I'm looking at you. I'm only looking at the deficiencies of you. He said, oh, people have fault. People have mistakes. People seem to keep uh, falling. They keep coming short. They're, they're only in the shadows of uh, this uh, creation that God has made. What is to be expected out of this framework that has been rocked by sin and doubts and fear? But down inside, there is something else that comes from Almighty God. That God spoke that creation into existence. You are the creation of God. The devil didn't create you. You didn't born by a mishap, but by representation of God this morning. Are you with me? You see, you become a new person. Amen. And God, uh, uh, not just an old, uh, patched up uh, person by being in church or joining churches or trying to uh, reform yourselves. The days for reformation is over. We are living in a time of restoration. We're not preaching a reformer's message. I'm not trying to reform you to make you a better person. I'm preaching restoration to creation that brings you back to the originality. Are you following me now? And friends, I'll tell you, young people, let me say this to you this morning. Don't you settle for nothing else but a message of restoration. You go to camps and you stream and you hear all kinds of ministry, but don't you swallow nothing that is reformer. The church has not been reformed now. The church is in the original creation of God going back to that place that God has called it from. So God has said that he will, uh, he will do a great thing, a, a new person. Hallelujah. You are a complete, brand new unit. The structure is there. And God now is just ripping out everything out of us, out of this earth that's there. And he's, he's sending his power and his Holy Spirit into our lives through sufferings, through pains, through trials, through testings, through adversities. And, and God is sending Holy Ghost power into this earth and the fire of God to burn up every germ of sin and unbelief from our lives. You believe it? God takes the old man and burn him completely out with the Holy Ghost and fire and comes himself and sends down your representation into that body. You believe it? I'm not even speaking to the real you right now. I understand that my mind has been elevated into a celestial realm. And what I'm seeing is your body, but I'm speaking of your representation. You believe it? 
Amen. We're not, we're not even in the flesh no more. Amen. We are in the spirit. Now Satan will be taken from the earth. You realize that. Just exactly like Satan is taken from you. Satan will be taken from the earth, the creation. The same way that God takes Satan out of our life. He takes the desire of the things of this world out of us. And we're not, we're not immune from the desires of the elements around us. But God is working on changing those desires in our lives. So he takes Satan out of the earth the same way he takes Satan out of our life. And I want you to understand that Satan cannot bother. He can tempt, but he cannot, he cannot conquer or overcome a born-again Christian. You believe it? Yes, he cannot overcome a born-again Christian. So God, from the foundation of the world, I want you to understand, he saw you, and he sent Jesus to redeem you, and the blood now speaks for you. Do you believe it? The blood now speaks for us. God cannot even see us. He only hears our voice coming up through the blood. He only sees our representation. Hallelujah. If you're a child of God, God does not even see your flesh. He sees your blood coming up through the blood. All that God sees is our representation. Are you following me this morning? So understand from the beginning that God already decreed a people that will stand in the worst of all ages. That will have the power of God upon their lives. You know, God does not even see it. Or can you sin when... It can be seen and even by God. Understand that God doesn't even see you. He only hears your voice, but he sees your representation. He, he does you the same way he does the earth in three stages of restoration. I want you to stay with me now. Creation, restore. What is God doing in you now is he's restoring creation. Is restoring creation. It's original creation. Hallelujah. You always have been. You just, it took a time for you to come into this form that you're in, into this body that you're in. But, but God is working on the, that creation being coming into the original representation of who you are. You believe it? Now, I want you to understand that. First in the day of Noah, I mentioned it, the Antilugian world, after he repented, he washed the earth with the baptism of water. That is justification. And now God is restoring creation from Eden. Secondly, Christ came and shed his blood upon it, cleansing it and claiming it as a sanctified, a sanctified earth. You believe that? This is why Jesus had to come and die for your sins. That he might redeem your bodies from the curse of sin. You notice that Jesus tried, Satan tried to give Jesus the possession of the earth without him going to Calvary. 
This is why he refused it because the need for blood to be shed was that Christ will sanctify the church and the earth itself. And thirdly, he sends the fiery baptism and baptizes it with the Holy Ghost and fire. You believe it? Understand that holy fire from God comes down and cleanses the earth and heavens above it. And I know many will be asking, well, why, why, why the heavens? Because you understand, in the heaven, the atmosphere above us is controlled by principalities and powers. And spiritual wickedness in high places. The entire atmosphere is polluted with demonic spirits and angelic spirits and, and sorceries and soothsayers and, and all kinds of things unseen to your eyes. So God has to purify the heavens and the earth. You believe it? Understand, uh, baptism of fire is to cleanse it from sin, from sickness, from germ. Uh, diseases from sinner, from the evil, and all of his groups. Understand, just as God has angels, seraphims, cherubims, archangels, he has Wormwood, Michael, uh, Gabriel, Satan also has groups of his angelic followers. So God has to destroy the entire heavens and the entire earth so that he can reach his creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a new creation. You are the creation that God, all this is happening because God is working on his creation to restore it. He will not allow his creation to fall into a shame and abandonment. But God's mind and love for his chosen representative is that I will seek a way that I will bring creation back to its original place. This is what it's all about. This is what life is all about. This is what going to church is all about. This is what day by day, everyday life is all about. Is God now working on that creation from the fall from Adam? God has seen it, and God was not willing that his masterpiece will lay in ruins. So God is working on restoring that creation. You believe it? Oh, may God help us. What is God doing? He's restoring creation of man to enjoy the earth. Understand that this earth now belongs to us. And here is where we will live. So all things here are given to us for a possession. It's all ours. As a creator, as a creation of, of the creator, it's all ours. You know, many people, they dread this world. They dread the atmosphere. That Yes, I understand all of that. But you got to understand, it is a creation that God has created. And even though we deal with the elements of the negative in this world, I want you to understand that the church will ruin and reign. You believe it? All things here are given to us for a possession. 
and God through reconciliation to his predestinated seeds is bringing the bride of Christ back to the original Eden resource. What is God doing in, in your life? He's restoring creation. Some of you struggle with habits. You struggle with things. You, you struggle with the past. You struggle with certain habitual things. You, uh, things here. Uh, you were a victim of, of many things. But understand, you have to see yourself as a creation of God. And this is what God is working on. is rebuilding that creation day by day. He's working on that creation. Do you see it? Do you see it? Now understand that reconciliation means the restoration or reestablishment of a prior friendship or union. This means that God always sees us in light of what he intends for us to be. And he seeks to restore us to that original design in his thoughts. Everything about you is what God has in his thoughts. Everything that you are is what God sees in his thoughts. What you are now is not what God's looking at. He's looking at the original design. And when he sees you, he's working you back to that original creation of God. Can you handle that this morning? Hallelujah. When we look at ourselves in our mirror, we see flaws. And we see gray hair and we see our shoulders stooping. And we're we are victim of being haunted by the past. And our memories are fading. And we went through a lot of hard knocks of life. And we're dealing with the elements, the atmosphere that is around us. But God is moving beyond the elements that we are controlled by. He's working from the backside of the earth. From your representation. He's working to bring you back to that design. Believe it. God has always had you in his mind to bring you back to creation restored. Always has. Hallelujah. You just remind the devil of that. That he's still working on me. Hallelujah. When God sees me, he sees that original pattern of who I am. He doesn't see this frail corruption and the atmosphere and elements around us. He looks at my representation from another world. You believe it? Redemption has been God's plan from the fall of Adam. Now understand through the patriarchs and, and sages and prophets, God has been working on restoring creation. Then in the final plan was the ministry of Christ in a larger role of redemption. What was this all along? God seeing you. Every mistakes you make when you will be born. Your inferiorities, your complexes, your doubts and fears and insecurities. God knows all about that. And he's saying, hold still because I'm still working on creation being restored to originality. Aren't you glad about it? That God looking at your representation and he's working you back to where you was. 
What a plan. If you notice, Jesus' ministry all consists of miracles of restoration. Except when he cursed the fig tree. Restoration of health. Restoration of life. Restoration uh, to freedom from demonic possession. All showing us the meaning of redemption. Freeing us from the shackles of sin and losses. And reinstating us to the original creation of his masterpiece. Praise God for it. Hallelujah. God working on it. God's still working on it. Aren't you glad he didn't take, aren't you glad he didn't take the, the, the clay? Amen. And just throw it away. Aren't you glad he didn't take you and just throw you to the side? Aren't you glad that he didn't disown you and toss you aside? But you know what he says? I have representation of this person and I'm going to work them back because they're parts of creation being restored. It's God's intention for the bride to rule and to reign on the earth. You realize that? And God placed his bride on the earth to fill it, to rule it, control it. This is the power that God has given to his creation being restored. God's now saying to you that I made the earth for you to fill it and to rule it and to control it. What greater designer can you have than the great architect of God? And I've seen I'm into architect myself. He is the greatest architect that I have ever witnessed. No one can paint the ceiling and canopy as beautiful as it is the sky. No one can produce the turf, the carpets that we walk in as great as the mastermind of God's. In our, in, our, in our deficiencies, we try, but he is the mastermind of all creation. Think about it. Stop and look up to the heavens. Hallelujah. And the beautiful colors and the stars and the clouds and the creation of God. God now in his creation made the earth the best carpet that he can put. Amen. On all things. The beautiful green grass. The beautiful lakes and oceans and mountains. And creation of animals and birds and all things. Man in their best could not match God's infinite creation as the master sculpture of all things. It makes you love him. It makes me want to sing, then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. And you've seen us a human living and dwelling in Laosia that God will produce such great creation and neglect the creation of his offspring to be left into deficiency and failures and, and shortcomings and an amount to nothing in his master creation. Absolutely not. God sees a church in this age that is a masterpiece, pride of this age. You believe it? Yes, it's God's intention. 
amen, for you to fill it and rule it and control it. That atmosphere is yours, amen. That house is yours. That family is yours. That atmosphere around you is yours. And God is using you as an amateur creator now to, uh, now to bring back restoration to that uh, creation. God types us all out. We see in the Old Testament. I want you to notice we were born to rise higher and reign over God's creation. Understand that the bride of Christ is the translated group in this age. She controls the heavens and the earth. Not the tribulation saints of God. You cannot see yourself as the tribulation saints. They have no representation. But you have representation. This is why you can't quit God. This is why you can't give up on God. This is why you seem to want to walk away. But something keeps holding you there in that place. What is it? A representation by predestination. Believe it. Understand that in the days of Noah, only eight souls were saved. And this was a type of the remnant that was carried over in the ark. But you see, Noah types, but Enoch, rather, he, uh, he typed the bride. One man that was translated and went in a rapture before the, the flood came. Notice you think that's, that's, that's really uh, profound that what only eight souls were, were saved in the days uh, of Noah. That's the tribulation saints. But for the church of God, there was only one man that was translated. That was Noah. That was Enoch. Enoch was a type of the bride of Christ. Shown that the church will not go through the tribulation. And for those of you that's preparing for the tribulation, you need to understand that you're the bride and you're not the foolish virgins. You understand that? So showing that the bride of Christ of the original creation does not go into the tribulation or anything around it. You believe it? You're going through some hardships. You're going through some trials. You're going through maybe some pains in your body. You're going through the earth. is going through these things. But understand, none of the tribulation or anything around it will affect the translated original creation. You believe that? No one was affected by it. No one went into the ark. Amen. His sons, his daughter-in-law. Amen. Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Is that right? But you understand, we are predestinated to rule over all creation, which also includes sin, which has no power over us. Now, remember when Noah came out, Ham was with him. Sin was still in the ark. But sin shall not have dominion over us. This is why Enoch went over uh, uh, the, the ark. Not through the ark, but over the ark. You see the difference in those that are in the original creation and those that will come by at the way of uh, the tribulation. There's a vast difference. Even one, one through, went through the sin uh, banks and the other went over it by the grace of God. Can you see it? Sin went over through the ark. Unbelief doubts went over in the ark carried about the judgments. Who came out? Him came out of the ark. A type of sin. But praise God, there's a church. 
that there be no sin of unbelief that will be laid to her charge because of her representation. She goes over by the grace of God like Enoch in this age. Creation, God's creation. God watching over his creation now. Hallelujah. Praise God. And even though Noah was a righteous man, understand he had to go through the tribulation. I want to say to you, church, you're not just righteous people. You're not just people that live a sanctified life. You've got more than sanctification. You've got the fiery baptism of the Holy Spirit that's bringing you back to full creation. What you was. Are you grateful for it? Notice that Noah went higher than the ark. And he went on into the presence of God. But Noah went through and came out. And there was still sin. A type of the millennium of the world's condition. Understand that uh, the millennium is not the end of it. There will still be a time after the millennium. Millennium is a space of time. But not uh, the new earth. Now we understand that the time of the coming of the Lord that the bride will be caught up to meet the Lord Jesus in the air. We will be translated into the rapture. We'll have a thousand years of honeymoon with Christ. But understand, this is not the new heavens and the new earth. The meanwhile, the bride is in that state of millennium. What is God doing in the earth? He's purifying the earth. By the gases, by the atomic energies, and by all these nuclear powers that's in the earth, God will ignite it so that he can send fire upon it and purify it. And what the Bible says, the church, the bride, will walk out upon the ashes of the wicked. We'll tread on scorpions. So understand, the millennium is not the end of us. It's not the end of this earth. It's not the end of the heaven. Creation is still in its restoration. Hallelujah. After the millennium reign, the bride in Christ comes back to earth in the last comings amen, of Christ. And I read it there in um, uh, Isaiah 25. There we will plant vineyards and eat the fruits that thereof. We'll build and we'll have places and we'll operate now by the power of the spoken word. Creation do you believe it? The earth is redeemed and goes back to its original owner, the heiress, the bride of Christ, is waiting. Then Paul said in Romans, the old creation is groaning and travailing in birth pain until now. It's crying out for its true ownership. Hallelujah. The original creation to dwell upon it. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. One day, amen, the earth is redeemed and goes back to its original ownership, the heiress, the bride. We are the heiress of all of this. Hallelujah. Yes, creation restore God, bringing all of this. And I'll get to it in just a moment. Just, just give me about 15 more minutes. But I want to I show you, amen, if God types this all out in the spiritual aspects as his creation, how much more in the natural realm? And we think of all these things here that God, what are you doing? How is it going to happen? The where, the why, the how, the doubts, the fear, the uncertainty, the complexities, uh, the inferiorities. Uh, and God is saying, I am working, hallelujah, on restoring that creation to a place to where she will rise uh, higher than anything below in this life. 
Notice the character of God is to regain creation. God is working on regaining creation. Well, you and I as humans, our human habits are when we try something and it doesn't happen, uh, we, you know, 99 times out of 100, we give up and we say, you know what, it's not going to happen. But I'm so glad God's got, he's trying to regain creation in man. How many times has God come after you? Amen. When you made a mistake and you made a shortcoming, or you doubt, or you fear, or, 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 and these things hit you and, you, and you, somehow you just back away from God. What does God do? Does he back away from us? No, he comes to us again. You know what he's doing? Regaining creation. Hallelujah. Amen. Regaining creation. Creation. Praise God. He don't throw the clay away. Amen. He's just coming towards us because his master design will mass match his masterpiece bride in this last age. You believe it? So the character of God is to regain creation. God don't quit. So why should we quit? Amen. God don't quit. So why should we quit? God don't give up. So why should we give up? God don't back away, so why should we back away? Aren't you glad that God doesn't quit? He just keeps regaining creation. God holds on to the original creation and redeems it. He refused to abandon the work of his hands. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm coming after you, Pat Ettenden, and I refuse to abandon the work of my hand. Hallelujah. I'm going to regain my creation. Amen. Praise God. When we see ourselves unfit, unworthy, not even fit to be the bride of Christ, sometimes we're ready to quit and glad that God doesn't quit. Yes, he keeps coming after his handiwork. Understand that Satan takes you out of the original plan of redemption of all things. But it is Christ's masterpiece to recover all of creation and making his bride co-equal, co-heir with him. Satan tells you you've lost it. Satan tells you your day of grace has been gone. Satan tells you this is the end of you. But praise God, God says, no, I've got another plan. Amen, this is mine. This is my creation being restored. You don't understand, Satan, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. Amen, I'm working on this thing to bring my bride co-equal, co-heir with me. God doesn't change his mind and abandon his plan of restoration to his joint heirs. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is not like a... The wash lady that throws out the dirty water, he just keeps us. And he said, you know what? I'm going to work restoration on this vessel. Praise God. You know, when God dropped this in my spirit, Brother Nathan, it became a reality. When I began to see how God is working in my life and working me back to the original creation, I threw my hands up to God and said, Lord, I'm so thankful that you're still working on me. Brother Kublau, hallelujah. The master. The plan of God is not finished yet. You believe it? God doesn't change his mind. And our bridegroom wants us to, to take our inheritance that he has redeemed. 
He makes it clear to his wife, uh, his bride. He wants us to, to, uh, to take our inheritance that he has redeemed. God wants you to have your children. He wants you to have your peace of mind. He wants you to have your sanity. He wants you to live in joy and happiness. He wants you to enjoy the creation of his creation because you are the masterpiece creation above all creation. God wants you to have your inheritance because this is the creation being restored now. Hallelujah. Praise God. He's working it back. In the book of Matthew 5, 34, I'm coming to a close. Uh, Jesus said, Then shall the king say unto them on the right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. You see, this is the restoration of creation. God wants you to have the kingdom that's prepared for you. The bridegroom wants you to take your inheritance. Your children are God's creation. Your grandchildren are God's creation. Your health, your mind, your body, your soul, your surrounding, your possession is God's creation. And God is saying it's time of the church move back to the original creation. You believe it? Do you love him? This is the restoration of creation. Those who are predestinated for the kingdom, blessings of God, are not instituting new order of things. They are restoring, not reventing things. We're not trying to revent anything or invent anything in our lives. God's already created it. You understand that? Do you know God has already seen your family? And God has already seen your children? And God has already seen the state that you will be in this morning? God already knows that. He knows that by his mind. He may not see you, but he knows that. So we're not instituting new order of things. Uh, we, are, we are restoring, not inventing new things. Everything Adam lost is given to you. You believe it? So don't be scornful of the creation that God has placed you in. So Lord, I'm just so grateful today that I'm living, Father. Because this is your creation. This is not Satan's earth. He rules it now, but he doesn't have the abstract title to it. Amen. This is God's earth. So why shouldn't you enjoy this earth with your inheritance, your children, and your grandchildren, and your family upon this creation that God has created? Why? God is he's restoring the creation for his church. You believe it? Yes. This earth and all of his creation is God's masterpiece design. And it's ours through Christ by his plan of redemption. Understand that Jesus Christ wants you to have all creation. Everybody say it with me, all creation. If God created it, then it's for us. Praise God. Amen. I will not scorn God's creation. God wants me to have. He wants me. He had me in his mind when he designed all these things. Amen. That's why he placed certain hobbies inside of me to like certain things because he knew he already designed it and created it to match the desire that is inside of me. If it's not an ungodly desire, but if it's a, if it's a pure, holy desire, then God has already created a creation to suit that desire that you have inside. 
Jesus wants you to have it. And he's saying, I want you to have, uh, have it all along. Not just now, all along. I want you to have it, to take it, rule it, exercise dominion over it, and enjoy it. You realize it? Some of you need to quit sulking and pouting and being so dissatisfied with life and be happy. Lord, I'm so thankful that I'm living today. I'm living this moment because Jesus Christ has set me in his great creation and told me that I have dominion over it, to rule it, to enjoy it, to fill it, and to be blessed of the Lord. Amen. You believe it? No, I'm not satisfied in the elements of it, in the atmosphere and the curse and sin of it, but I enjoy where he has placed me. And I want to live my life to the fullest because he is Working on that creation. You believe it? Make no difference what state of mind and circumstances you're facing. God is also interested in restoring his creation. And God doesn't throw away his handiwork and start from scratch. Instead, he uses the same canvas to restore his masterpiece painting marred by the fall. Amen. He says, you know what? I'm just going to use that same canvas of, uh, of Jonathan. Amen. And I'm just going to, I'm going to paint over that canvas. Amen. Everything that I have in my mind. I'm not going to rip that canvas and throw it away. But over that canvas in life, I'm going to work the very masterpiece image that I have of my son. Amen. Imprinted upon the canvas of life. You believe it, church? Oh, what a blessing we have as the saints of God. That God makes a greater masterpiece out of what his enemy sought to destroy. When Satan tried to rip and mar your image upon the canvas of life, God says, don't throw it away. Just give it to me. I'm going to work the original creation back into the canvas of life. And I will show you a greater picture of who you are in this life. Are you happy for it today? Understand the earth and the heavens all belongs to us. And Satan has no power over our past, present, and future. Remember, the heavens and the earth is the atmosphere. And God transfers his power into the bride of Christ. And David would tell us, he would tell us in Psalm 62 and verses 11, And God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that Power belongeth unto God. You believe it? You see, as the bride of Christ, we, we expect to see that power triumphant in all of creation given to us. And the dragon cast out from earth as well as uh, from heaven. We, we will see that because power belongs to us. And why should we, and every part of God's creation, handiwork becomes equally radiant at this moment with his glory he has made and can remake. We ought to be in the glorious radiance of his masterpiece handiwork. You believe it? Sure, you don't believe that you are a second creation. You are the original creation of God. In the masterpiece that was in God's mind. You believe that? Too many of us, we, 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 we down ourselves. You know, we talk ourselves down. I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm, 
you know, I'm, I'm, you're trying to portray another image that God has of you. But you understand that God has a perfect image of you this morning. Do you understand that? It is a perfect image. And that image is the original image of Jesus Christ. All creation is in a state of restoration now. God rebuilding his original design by his original pattern. And now for nearly 2,000 years, God has been rebuilding himself. A masterpiece bride. you believe that? He knows all about the flaws and deficiencies as he works his plan of redemption back to the original creation. Notice that the great sculpture has set out to make a masterpiece bride that will reflect his spoken word of the original seed. Praise God. Amen. This is what God is doing in your lives right now. Restoring creation. Restoring creation. And God is bigger, let me close by saying, God is bigger than any circumstances, condition, and situation that you're going through. Because transformation will happen in your life. And all creation around you will be restored. Do you believe it? And Christ is still a healer who can restore marriages, put families back together again. Notice the title of the message, Creation Restored. Indicates a process of brokenness, separation, confusion, disorder, and of course pain. A separation that has brought disorder and pain into your life and has left you hurt and confused. And Satan is trying to zap the joy and happiness of living out of your life. And some people want to hurry the rapture along because they have lost the joy and happiness. And God will bring about a rapture of your body in due time. But in the process... Satan wants you to denounce your inheritance of happiness and joy in this life. You understand that we lose so much in our lives because we worry so much. And we allow life itself and circumstances to zap that joy out of our life. We ought to have fun with our religion. We ought to have fun as a Christian. Try having some fun being a Christian. Come on, church. This is why in the tent meeting, we had a good time and we cut up. It's good to have joy in your religion. Some folks, they make their religion boring. It's sad. It's pathetic. You need to bury your religion and come back to the original creation. You need to have fun. Amen. Serving God. Praise the Lord. No wonder the young people are leaving the churches Amen, by scores. Amen, we just put them in a can. You know, they ought to be able to worship God. They ought to be able to sing songs and praise God and have a wonderful time in the presence of God. And so as us as Christians, we're not just called to read our Bible and pray and just be sulking and sober and watching. We're to have some joy in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen, we ought to have some joy in our lives, some spring in our walk. Amen, the joy of serving God, the joy of living for Him and saying, it's praises in our, in our lives. You believe it? I believe somebody listening to this message is hurting, smiling on the outside, but crying on the inside. And you've lost the moisture of life. You are wounded, smitten, and afflicted. It happened to everyone. But God is restoring all of creation. You hear me as our musicians come. Amen. God is restoring all of creation. 
Can you, can you believe that? Can you see yourself at that? Amen. Have you lost some moisture in your life to where you can't cry anymore? You can't seem to be happy anymore. Today is a day of redemption. Today is a day of resurrection. Marriages are going to be resurrected. Family are going to be resurrected. And broken relationship between daughter and mother will be healed. A mother and a son will speak again. Why? Because God has been working on his creation. And those and those who are the victim of domestic trauma and abuse will be healed. Can I speak the word over you? Dysfunctional homes will be established again. I speak Rima over the house of confusion. That the Spirit of God will move into your life and you see yourself as a restored creation. God, you're restoring me. You're restoring my life. Loneliness and despair will not swallow you up. And sicknesses will not control your life and harass your family. And you will quit going from job to job just to make ends meet. You will recover all that you have lost. And I remove this morning by the power of the Holy Spirit every curse, witchcraft, and satanity from your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Because God is working on restoring His creation. You believe it? You believe that? You know what some of you need is an open heaven. Hallelujah. And ask God to remove that brassy sky over your heads. Say, God, remove this and open your grace to you. Some of you are stuck in a place with no change or dream or vision or no ambition. I speak purpose into your life this morning. Let's all stand, please, in the name of Jesus. I want to speak purpose into your life this morning. And say, God, the pastors preach on creation being restored. I'm one of them, Lord. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. You don't own those complexes and insecurities. They're not yours. Rejection is being healed and anger and unforgiveness is being healed. Bitterness and hatred is being healed. Fear and confusion and disorder is being healed. You need to be real with God. So Lord, I am your creation. I'm your creation. And creation is being restored. God is restoring a church, a people. There's resurrection in the church. There's restoration in the church. There's transformation in the church. Creation is being restored. God is building, I want to say this, God is building an army that isn't putting together a bunch of broken, wounded, angry, uh, hurt, frustrated, hateful, stubborn, and selfish creation. His army is made up of lives that has been healed and restored, transformed, made whole, and complete in Jesus Christ. God's army is not made up of deficiency, but it's made up of the original creation that God is restoring His creation. Do you believe it? Headed back to Eden, fully restored with the power of creation. Creation restored back to Eden while controlling Satan's Eden. And listen, Brother Adam said, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. He said, as the head took from the grave, so must the body follow him back to Eden, the bride of Christ. This is your Easter season. All your creation is being restored. And God has been working on his plan of redemption for whatsoever 
in your life is this morning. You believe that? Restoration of the bride tree. He said this, praise God. Easter is a resurrection. Restoring to restore back is God restoring time. You look out there in the earth and God is restoring. Restoring what? Nature. That's right. He's restoring the flowers. He's restoring the leaves. He's restoring the fruits of the field. What is it? God is restoring. It's Easter meaning. He's bringing it back. And now God is restoring his bride. God restoring his people. Hallelujah. Creation being restored back. Hallelujah. God was not willing for it to be the way. And God's not willing for it to remain the way it is. If you have settled in your mind, you remain the way you are. Then you have no representation by predestination. Because God's representation of you is in perfection. Do you believe that? And God is working your representation back to your body. Amen. Into perfection again. Can you say amen? Aren't you thankful for the creation? Amen. Aren't you glad you're a new creation? Aren't you glad you're the creation? Surely you don't believe you're a creation of Satan. Because Satan cannot create. Amen. Surely you don't believe that you're a serpent seed. But you're a creation of God. Tell yourself, I'm a creation of God. And God is restoring creation. Amen. You know what that means? There's nothing that God has for you that he will withhold from you this morning. And one of God's purpose is he will transmit down to his original creation, praise God, bringing you up into that place. Everything about Jesus was resurrection, restoration, amen, deliverance. He brought a message of creating and restoring uh, creation, his entire, his entire message to his church. And in the last day, the entire Elias message is the message of restoration. You believe it? He's not taking us back to reformation. He's bringing us into a transformation of being restoring creation to his place. What God did to the heavens, he does to the earth, he does to the elements, and he does to our bodies. He's restoring us. I want to say to you today, you might be in a state of confusion, abandonment, sick, tired, weary, want to give up. I want to give you hope this morning but tell you that you are the creation in restoration. And don't look at that image that you see in the mirror, but look at the image of your representation before the foundation of the world and say, God, I'm so glad that I'm a new creation in Jesus Christ. Do you believe it? Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, time slipped away from me and the hour went by quickly. But I, I have delivered, Lord, to the people what you're placed in my spirit of creation itself. I pray, Lord, that you'll make this message a, a quick revelation to the people that they will just look beyond the frailness of the framework of their bodies, the flesh. The worms in our bodies are going to eat it up. It'll go back to the earth. But, Lord, someday we'll slip into a perfection body. That's not made by hand. Canvas of this life will be peeled away and we'll look between us and the other dimension of the real us. But until then, Lord, I pray that you'll make this message a reality to every mind in the building. Those that's listening by the way of the internet, they'll see, Lord God, that you're working. You're working your creation and you never stop, Father. And you never will until you bring that image into the perfect representation of who we are. 
Help us, Lord, to understand that we are not just here to pass time. We are the original creation of God to rule and to fill and to reign and to take power and dominion over all things. As Adam lost it, it was restored back to the bride of Christ. Touch the minds of your people. Heal the sick amongst us, Lord. Make the word of revelation to us. And may we realize, Lord Jesus, that by God's grace and by the plan of redemption that we are coming back to Eden someday, Lord, upon the same earth after it's been purified to live forever with our husband, Jesus Christ. And meanwhile, we're here in the preface of it. May we realize the enjoyment of it, that this life, Father, is only the development into the perfect creation. Have your way in this service, Lord. Bless us, I pray. In Jesus' name, and the church says, amen. Let's sing together the song to the Lord. Do you love him? Do you love Jesus? Can you see yourself this morning of who you are? Can you see what God is doing in your life? Can you value yourself? Can you value yourself? You see, if you don't value yourself, nobody will value you. You have to value yourself. You have to see yourself as a creation of God. If you look upon yourself as scorn and disgust and unworthiness, then Satan is as a lie to your minds. You're not of the serpent seed. You are of the righteous seed of God. And understand that God sees your voice. He hears your voice, but he sees your representation. You have to value your life. You understand that? Young people, for you to go anywhere in life, you have to value your life. For you have to be successful, you have to value your life. For you to see yourself as the bride of Christ, you have to value yourself as that. Yes, Lord, I'm not worthy, but you made me worthy. It wasn't my doing. It was your doing. It's your handiwork in creation. Let's sing it to him. Praise Oh, I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. And old things are passed away. I've been born again. More than.
Bless your life. 